0: 30 and we do have a quorum, uh, one member is uh, attending remotely and all other members are President in Council Chambers so any votes we do tonight will be roll call and this is the May 9th 2022 Finance Committee meeting this evening and our annual budget hearings and tonight it's uh, general government but we also have uh, some other items to deal with. And the first thing I will ask is, are there any public comments? I don't see any in chambers, and I don't see any on Zoom, so we'll dispense with that. The next thing is the approval of minutes from our March meeting. Uh, Nicole circulated those, and um, I'll entertain a motion to approve. So moved. Motion's been made.
1: Second.
0: And seconded. Is there any discussion on the approval of the minutes? We'll go to a vote then. Um, John? Aye.
2: Tyrell? Aye. Mike? Aye.
0: Chenna? Yes. Natalie? Yes. yes. Dave? Yes. Nicole is yes. George? Yes. And Bill? Aye. The motion passes 9 not to nothing to approve the minutes. And the next item is the FY 2022 20, capital budget round two, and um, it is on our uh, latest agenda iteration. Hopefully people have the chance to look at it. There's, there's not a lot on that can be little early around, but um, if Jamie wants to take over and go around too.
3: Sure. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Chairman, to the uh, committee. Um, so in the memo that's on the uh, this task that was sent out by Alicia earlier today, uh, I appreciate everybody's patience and, and willingness to take this up. I know it's a little bit last minute, but I um, So the remaining amount of free cash, just to keep this simple, was uh, $829,406. As folks recall, every year um, during the uh, free cash capital process, we traditionally hold around $800,000 for snow and ice removal uh, for excess. And as you can see here um, uh, on the list of proposed expenditures, um the snow and ice did go over uh the allotment in the operating budget this year Um, and so we're requesting an appropriation of two hundred twenty-nine thousand one hundred sixty-nine dollars to go towards paying off uh, the town's snow and ice cost bills um and then that leaves a difference where traditionally for those who are new or watching at home this may be the uh, first budget hearings folks have gone through Um, traditionally in the past this is a well-established precedent uh, from my predecessor. Um, you know, Any excess snow and ice money traditionally has been uh, supported by the Finance Committee and the council um, to then be put towards road and sidewalk maintenance infrastructure throughout town. Um, the proposal tonight is $510,237. Uh, and the reason why um, that number, I put a caveat in there, which I know all of you have heard me say it a bunch of times over, but um, as part of a land transfer agreement with the Commonwealth, 200,000 of that uh, would go towards uh, work on the SNET Trail. Um, this, for those that uh, don't recall, uh, there a lot of things going on in our world recently. We don't remember everything. The town is, uh, had to file Home Rule legislation um, to uh, inherit uh, half a dozen acres next to the Beaver Street Recycling Center and the state is getting some town conservation land to add to the state forest. That's the site that eventually will be the Beaver Street Recycling Center. We're gonna to have to line uh, the, the area where the garbage was thrown in back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s right next door. Uh, and we should start that process up. As part of that agreement, the town is obligated to uh, spend $200,000 in improvements to the SNET. Uh, and the SNET project, uh, which is state property, by the way, Uh, has been permitted by the Conservation Commission, so now we can go forward uh, with the work. And then the final uh, request is $90,000 for um, technology desktops, docking stations, and computers, um, kind of entering hopefully the final phases of uh, of IT department's uh, conversion of older computers to newer computers. So uh, a short memo,
0: Mr. Chairman, and uh, just a few items, and happy to entertain any questions folks have. Any questions for the administrator on the round two of the capital budget? Hearing none, I'll entertain a motion to uh, vote on the capital budget. Move the capital plan round two as detailed. Any seconds? Second. Motion's been made and seconded. Uh, There's no discussion on round two. We'll go to a roll call vote to approve and recommend to the council. Hi. Tyrell? Hi. Mike? Yes. Yeah. Jenna? Yes. Natalie? Yes. Dave? Hi. Nicole is yes. George? Yes. Hi. Uh, it passes nine to nothing, so we will put this to the council with favorable vote. And the next order of business is the operating budget for 2023 and uh, as you can see in the agenda is uh, general government, human services, culture and rec, debt and interest, and employee benefits. So uh, Mr. Holland, do you want to take it from there? Sure, thank you to the
3: committee. So um, I will not spend a lot of time uh, rehashing um, all of the information that's in the uh, budget narrative. Um, for those of you out there uh, who are watching on TV, um, you can go to franklinma.gov, and there's a button right there for town budget click on that. Uh, People can follow along if they go to the FY23 budget materials. um, I would uh, focus if people are looking for the narrative and they're looking for uh, a sleep aid at night, um, they can go to the 109 page budget narrative or budget message that we're required to put out via the town charter. And if they're really looking for all the details, um, they will go to Appendix A, uh, which has a line item by line item Um, uh, breakdown of exactly where all the spending is uh, in this budget proposal. Uh, A couple of quick themes before uh, we kind of dive into uh, the control sheet. Uh, I just want to first, you know, part of the budget narrative that I will say is I just, uh, I can't say enough about the uh, the staff and the team that the Town of Franklin employs, both on the municipal side as well as the school budget side. Um, You know, we really truly do have uh, the best team imaginable um, and I think one of the themes that um, through this budget process this year that I've come away with is um, you know we were able in this budget this year to meet a lot of departmental objectives most notice, uh, most uh, uh, notably uh, Franklin Public School District asked for a uh, 2.4 million dollar number and we were fortunate enough this year to be able to uh, put that into the proposed budget um, as we come out of the pandemic Uh, revenues appear to be uh, moving in the right direction Um, this budget uh, takes a strong leap back towards getting us to pre-pandemic levels and um, as the summer and fall go through before we set the tax rate in the fall uh, you know we hope that uh, or at least I I hope all of us hope um, that uh, uh, this thing is in the rearview mirror and hopefully we can move forward and and get back to business the way it was before, which would certainly be good for town coffers. And the final thing I would say, uh, before getting into the the highlights or questions, Mr. Chairman, um, is that going through this budget and looking at the priorities of the departments and uh, and the staff, um, I think one of the themes I came away with is to be very grateful and thankful for what we have. We know that there are going to be policy disagreements and we always want more. Um, but uh, we should be very fortunate given the state of where we are in our community, in our state, in our region, in our country, probably our world, um, to be sitting here tonight being able to make the investments in, our, in the community the way we are. Uh, we can always want more, there always will be an opportunity to debate more. I expect over the next year or two a lot of the community will um, debate where the next step is. The town of Franklin needs to go uh, in providing the quality of life and great services we do, but for right now uh, I hope the community at large comes away with a uh, with gratefulness and appreciation um, that we really are able to, as the pandemic has started to uh, wane and we're moving forward, uh, we're in an incredibly fortunate position to not be making any huge budget cuts. We're not laying off any staff members. In fact, we're moving in the other direction, which is, I think this organization is exponentially stronger, better, smarter, and more prepared than we probably ever been. Um, The fire department hit an ISO-1, the police department's about to be accredited, the town is probably more competitive than we've ever been to get a triple-A bond rating, Uh, recreation library, senior center, all of our departments are providing great services. And when I look at the the graduates this year from Franklin High School and look at the exceptional achievements of the athletic and academic departments there, uh, I really hope people take a deep breath this summer and really appreciate what we have. Uh, We're very very fortunate in this community relative to the rest of the world uh, to be in the position we're in so um, I'm just going to run through really quickly. Mr. Chairman the uh, revenue highlights Um, so Alicia if you could go back up really quickly to the uh, page four I think it is Uh, I know the Finance Committee has already kind of gone through a lot of these numbers Um, But really quickly uh, because I know you all took the uh, the control sheet tutorial in January, so I know you know what all these numbers mean Um, But if you look at the levy up top um, We're looking at about a million dollars in new growth, which is certainly a little less than last year Um, but we're being uh, cautiously optimistic that uh, uh, investment in the community and in residential uh, homes will, uh, will, will um, hopefully continue to grow and we'll, we'll see if that revenue is a little higher come the fall uh, before we set the, uh, the tax rate. If you scroll down to the state revenue, um, you can see right there, that's the reflection uh, of the governor's budget uh, of House One. We already know the House of Representatives has passed the budget with a higher local aid number. Not much, but it's there and we expect the Senate to be higher than the House and then sometime in August or July, we'll get a real number from them and we'll adjust those numbers in the fall like we normally do. The key numbers uh, for this portion, at Alicia, if you could just scroll down just a tiny bit more to other revenues. If you look at the other revenues category, um, really where the optimism and hope lie are uh, local receipts. Um, and that's where uh, you can see we're estimating in there 10 and in local receipts. Uh, we have added back in estimates on the hotel tax, uh, bumping up a bit, as well as um, the first year we will have uh, the cannabis excise sales tax, which is 3% on all sales. Um, we, uh, those businesses have only been open for a few months, so FY23 will show what a full year will be uh, for those businesses and we'll be able to get better revenue uh, numbers going forward. But. Um, And then the second line item on there is the host community agreement one. You'll notice a decrease, which shouldn't really impact the budget at all because those are dedicated revenues, as folks may remember, um, specifically for impacts. As outlined in my budget narrative, you will see all of the clauses and notes and asterisks. Um, The State Senate did pass a comprehensive reform of the uh, host community agreement law. And my anticipation is, is probably in FY24, I'm guessing that revenue source will probably be completely gone and that that won't even be on this list anymore. But but for right now, um, that's just the placeholder on there uh, until we get those issues solved as well. And if you scroll all the way down, uh, Alicia, to the bottom, you'll notice um, We don't really leave a lot of unused levy capacity and the uh, anticipated revenues are about 128 uh, million uh, when all is said and done after state aid, local aid, um, local receipts, new growth uh, and the debt excluding. So I'll stop there really quickly Mr. Chair and just ask if there's any questions on the revenues before we move forward.
0: And one thing I I was remiss in not doing is uh, similar to last year and past years we won't do line item votes the mm-hmm. section votes will just go quick to the bottom line on there's a Great, so I just wanted mm-hmm. to mention that. Mm-hmm. Uh, any questions on the revenue sheet? Natalie?
2: A, uh, this is different than the last version we saw, right? Because I feel like at a portion won't be re-negative at, a por- uh, at the initial version we saw. It is. What is the primary change that drove that?
3: We uh, we raised new growth from 900,000 up to a million, okay. as an estimate, and and you know, I'm. Um, Keeping my fingers crossed that when we we're here in November before the tax rate tires a million. But um, you know, the applications have been a little lighter at the planning board and conservation level. So we to see uh, in ZBA. And then the big one is really local receipts. Um, you know, we looked at numbers through the end of March. Um, you know, uh, local receipt revenue, particularly motor vehicle excise tax, has been very good. Um, and it really showed, I think the finance team and us that the local receipts, the diversity of revenues that go into there, um, really provide, I hope, you know, but I think over the last couple years, it did a good safety net, um, where if one revenue, like hotel dips, we didn't know this, but during the pandemic meals went up, more people were eating out, fast food was open um and so receipts were good that way so we expect those to uh still stay strong so that's about a one if you scroll up just a little i think it's 1.1 million we added
0: into that number uh now Uh, yep 1.105 thank you that's it thank you any other questions on the revenue sheet no more up here jim okay um
3: so again, before diving into the, uh, the budget document, just a couple of quick highlights. Um, as I mentioned, this, this budget proposal for expenditures does include a 2.4 million increase for the Franklin Public School District, um, which is one of the largest uh, investments we've made uh, in one-year line item, uh, uh, certainly uh, in many years. You know, that a couple years ago, we were able to do 3 million, another increase a couple years ago for 2.1, but to be able to do 2.4 is really good for, uh, to support the school district. Uh, about a half a million is eaten up in the pension costs I know many of you we've talked about this many times Um, not much we can do about it but pay the bill so on average that's about going up a half a million dollars right out of the gate every year Um, I would note that debt is still relatively low in this budget but as many of you know there'll be some projects coming up uh, the next couple years particularly Remington Jefferson remodel uh, and a police station uh, and that doesn't even include whatever the decisions will be In the next several years on Davis there Um, and the Public Works did see an increase in this budget of about 350,000 they were the only department where we weren't really able to fulfill their full full request and the main reason was was the stormwater issue Um, but this budget proposal does add back in uh, the two positions that were lost in FY22 Uh, so at least the staff will be able to get a couple more folks down there and the only other highlight I had before getting into the line items was just to highlight one more time the, uh, the MEC. Uh, the budget showcases a, a 50% uh, number, which is what we're obligated to pay. Um, the good news is, is due to the good management over there financially, uh, the original four towns is gonna see a rebate of about 230,000. Um, and so that money eventually will be routed into the uh, stabilization fund uh, for a couple years down the road when the full MEC uh, comes on board and the full assessment. So, um, and I did list out in the narrative uh, a couple of new uh, positions in addition to the two DPW. We added in this budget uh, two additional part-time kitchen staff to help the new uh, chef at the senior center uh, who's killing it. And we added in a full-time benefits coordinator under the town human resources director. Um, due to the, uh, I'm sure we'll get to healthcare at some point tonight, Mr. Chair, but uh, to deal with all the benefits uh, for both the town and the school, that position will be shared. And then the only other position added in here, uh, Mr. Chair, is the uh, increasing the conservation agent from a part-time position to a full-time position. Um, a, there's too much work to be done, but also it's very hard to hire somebody at that level on a part-time basis these days, given the labor market. Uh, and We were very fortunate um, to attract a phenomenal candidate uh, who started a few weeks ago. So, um, And finally, the Community Preservation Act um, will be coming back. I, I anticipate the CPA committee will vote on that on June 7th, um, and then the Finance Committee will probably see it at their next meeting. And then go to the council for ratification of that uh, first master plan so that's all off-budget um, just so people are aware all federal stimulus money Community Preservation Act none of that is incorporated in here those are all off operating budget and dealt with uh, through different statutory uh, so um, if you want Mr. Chair we'll just if you want to just start with the, the budget document let's we'll go line item by line item that makes sense all right. so Alicia if you want to just go down to count 111 is page seven, page five, I think. Any questions on the four thousand dollars for the town council? <laughs> okay. Right. 120, department number 123, town administrator. Um, really, nothing in here that's much different than uh,
4: previous years. Happy to answer your question. Your expenses went up three times. Is that moving the passports or that kind of stuff? Uh, The main, the main 20, from the the 21, 23, it's up three times. The main increase was,
3: um, was, uh, was the, um, the marketing line item. The marketing line item used to be at a lower amount for marketing expenses for the marketing position. Uh, used to be in the planning office, and it moved up in that that previous fiscal year. So that's you. the main. That's the main cost driver there. Cell phones also went up. We have cell phones in each individual budget. So there's a couple of other odds and items, odds and ends. But the main driver was the uh, was the marketing plan. Thank you. Okay. Move on. Move on. All
2: right.
3: That uh, that greedy finance committee, uh, Department 131. Okay questions? You have some more room for conferences if people want to go to meetings. It's gonna stop me when you want. (laughs) Uh, Department 135, comptroller, Uh, again uh, really the main there is a small increase here for mainly due to contractual services for our auditing uh, firm. Keep going? All right. Um, Just for folks at home in case they're looking for, the personnel sheets are in here too, so if folks are interested, they can Mm go in the budget look. Department 141, Board of Assessors. Pretty level funded. Steady as they go. Any questions for Kevin? No? Mm -hmm. Kevin's smiling. Uh, <laughs> Department 147, Treasurer Collector. Finance team does a good job maintaining
0: costs. There's a decrease for uh, that office. There's a reason why I the salary account.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, Kerry, why don't we stop listening to me for a minute? You can go up to talk. That'd be great. It seems how you. Kerry
0: Petoni, our treasurer. <laughs> You know, yeah, so <laughs> <gonna show
2: you. laughs> Hi, Harry Bertone, Treasurer Collector. Through you, Mr. Chairman, Patty Wiley retired. So that was her payout uh, in fiscal year 22. So that's why the decrease in, in, uh, in that line item there. Okay,
0: great. Day. Thank so, you. Welcome. Any uh, questions further for the Treasurer's
3: budget?
5: Right.
3: Uh, Department 151 Legal Services. Um, it's just really for the part-time attorney and then uh, other incidentals. This year is a collective bargaining year, um, but we're one of the few towns that um, does not usually use labor services if need be for a collective bargaining. Try to save money. Um, 152, human resources. This is the first department to see uh, a small bump as I mentioned earlier, uh, the main reason for the increase is to uh, hire a full-time uh, benefits coordinator uh, that will service both uh, school employees and municipal employees, um, but um, that's about it. What was the uh, $25,000 consulting that dropped off? Yeah. Great question, so, so that was for a compensation and classification uh, study. Which, um, if you can see all the happy faces in the audience, they just got done with their job descriptions. Uh, but in all seriousness, we're in the middle of doing that study. Uh, the funds from this year, uh, if need be, will be encumbered in the next fiscal year, and so uh, we don't need that appropriation
4: there anymore. George, um, last year we talked about software for them, so they weren't back in the 1960s filing paper all.
3: It's, it's still the 1990s. The paper. <laughs>
5: uh,
3: Is that uh, anywhere in here? It, it, it's coming up in a few a few sections down the road. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's we great. leave that in the technology budget.
0: Okay. Any other questions on HR? Okay. Uh well, look
3: at that. I didn't know it was next. IT. Uh, 155. Um so uh there you will see the increases uh and in, uh in, in, uh for the uh software they we were talking about for human resources. Five hundred dollars? No.
4: I can't, I can't yeah. see what I'm saying. Uh the only software is like about seventy to
3: me. So if you look at FY twenty two, the current Budget total, you got three hundred forty-five thousand. Or if you look at the expense item, uh, George, okay. FY '22 is three oh seven seven oh six. Department Quest three eighty four. Some of that is eaten up into our standard model that uh, the IT director has of a certain percentage for uh, subscription and license fees. But the bulk of that increase is to set aside for uh, for some of the the software. And I will admit, I mean you know, implementing software programs of this magnitude. uh, This is just the first round, I'm sure, as we go through the process. Just like we went through with online permitting, you know, it took, it really did take a few years for the staff to, for the system to get built, for it to get tested out, um, for it to work for everybody, um, quality control, um, you know, setting this stuff up is not like Amazon 2-Day Prime, it doesn't just happen. Um, and so it will take a little while. So I foresee I future investments in this area, probably in the future
5: fiscal years as well.
2: Question on that too. So I see there's the hardware maintenance services that's really picking it up. It's roughly under eighty-five k. Is there any like first year cost in that? So like first time implementation cost, or is that I don't know if that's baked in.
1: Jim um, Tim Raposa. Hi, Tim Raposa, Director of Technology, Town of Franklin um, and Franklin Public Schools. Um, so what I have, I know. Probably not looking at the detail, but um, in that first line item, there are three different pieces of software that we're going to be adding one for the rec department and two for HR. Um, the rec department is uh, management software is about $5,800, and the HR document management system, roughly $36,000, and the personal management is for $25,000. Those are um, initial quotes that would be an implementation and first year. Whenever you implement, you typically get a first year. Um, included in that, and then you would get your annual fee. So we, don't so we should.
2: So we, by that means, we would see a drop off in year two because your implementation would be paid in year one.
1: That would be my guess, and okay. it, it, it would probably vary every year because it's probably tied to your number of employees, similar on the school side. How it's software is typically tied to the number of students. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Thank you. Any other questions
0: out here? Any other questions for IT? I've
4: just. Uh, a hundred bucks for meetings and conferences, it seems like with the way the world is, there might be some, some desire to be someplace listening to what other people are doing so
1: So a lot of my, um, that is actually a membership in MGISA, uh, Massachusetts Government Information Systems Association. Um, I've been a member of that forever, and that's really the only association on the town side that I need to go to, and most of the municipal conferences we get to go to for free. We don't really travel. I mean, I don't really get on an airplane on the town side. On the school side, I will go to a a national conference every year. Obviously, not the last couple of years. Um, But uh, so I have money on the school side budget to pay for that type of conference, and it's all IT related. So it benefits both sides. So we get to talk again Thursday. When is it? (laughs) Yes, I will see you Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
0: Anything else on IT?
3: Nothing? Cool. Uh, okay, Jamie. Uh Department 161, town clerk. Um, Look at the overall budget, uh, went down slightly. I think that's just due to the uh, election and staffing transitions over the last year. Pretty easy. Um, sh- 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 Count 164, elections. Is what it is. <laughs> Small amount of money to make sure our election's fine. Right. Sixty-one
4: thousand. Only easy. One
0: this
4: year, right? Two. Two. Primary.
3: Do we get reimbursed? A
4: little. A little. Yeah. Can we get a little bit back. See, I've always felt primaries are party so the parties are we're, we're figuring out who's there uh, who's going to be on the balance mm-hmm. and they should pay
0: for it yeah. I, I agree yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> i wonder
3: why they don't yeah. <laughs> um
0: department
3: 176 uh, uh the zoning board of appeals uh we did uh, propose an increase to them uh, mainly due to the uh large amount of legal ads we have to post. So we have a lot of legal ads, and this year's year to date was a little over the budget of what it was, um, so we had to cover some costs last fiscal year. Um, but um, we're still required by law um, to put the full ad in the newspaper. So I believe we pay 30, $40,000 as an organization to pay the local newspaper um, to run all the zoning ads in there even though we have a free legal service right on our website, shameless blog, franklinma.gov, email subscriptions, go right there, you can get all the legal notifications uh, for free uh, to your email inbox, but uh, but we still have to pay the, uh, speaking of, I know, sorry George, speaking of paper. I'm,
5: I'm
4: sorry, I'm a newspaper reader, but it's all online. Do they still do, like, eight-point font? <laughs> yeah. Six.
3: Six. Uh, account 177, uh, planning and growth, community development. Um, again, most of this uh, increase that's, uh, that's in uh, Brian's budget uh, is attributed to two things. One, um, the conversion from a part-time to full-time um, conservation agent. Um, But also, um, uh, all, and you'll see this reflected in several other budgets, um, all of the administrative staff in the first floor suite was all under the building commissioner's budget for many years. And as staffing has changed and retirements have happened and cross-training has occurred, um, we were able to settle out one of the administrative uh, permitting clerks into health, one into planning, and one into building. And so the increase here is going to show um, Tyler, in this case, is, is now part of the planning budget. And you'll see later on, uh, probably on Wednesday, excuse me, when uh, the building commissioners here, you'll see two positions fewer in his budget. Um, and then while I'm on it, there's one other administrative staff member who's going to be, you'll see in the Board of Health budget uh, later on. But that's, that reflects the, uh, the larger increase in that budget. Okay.
0: Thank you. Any questions? on planning.
3: Okay, next item. Uh, the ICOM, uh, Department 184, uh, like we do for all boards and committees. If there's uh, either no staff support or other uh, personnel line items, uh, we usually have a nominal amount of money in there for uh, general defenses. Uh,
0: 192,
3: Big Enchilada. Uh, where's Mike? Uh, there he is so uh building uh what we normally probable property buildings is what most people know as facilities um, and if you can see it here uh, there's both there's mainly an increase uh, on the expense line item um, the good news is is we're able to um, get mike's budget uh, facilities budget back up um, to the levels pre-pandemic uh, many of you who have been around for those of you who weren't or are listening at home um, over the last couple years, we did have to make some redundancies, not in staff, but in expenses um, to uh, watering lawns and some other things. And so now we're able to put those, uh, those costs back in.
0: That's a
3: quick question. So the, high, the high school grass should look greener this year than it did over the last couple of years, right, Mike? That's like $100,000 a year to water lawns
0: With all the facilities, and um, you're going back over the past two years, and with all the COVID money and so forth, Generally speaking, what are the improvements we've seen, like in terms of equal filters, like, I think there was a half of them, might be mispronounced yeah. it. and everything else that, you know, that a lot of those kids might be supposed to go to. Um, what have we seen here in terms of filters or lighting or all yeah. the other stuff that uh, was supposed to help you know, prevent or at least guard against uh,
3: COVID? Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, um, the CARES Act money in particular, um, you know, first is the UV technology, I think, is the one is the stuff you don't see. I know many of you are familiar with that. Um, but that was probably between the HEPA filters and the UV technology, um, you know, it was probably almost over two million worth of investments, I think. Am I right on that, Alicia? Probably about two million in investments because we spent about a million dollars on the Chromebooks for remote learning, um, that was about our allotment, and then obviously PPE and some other stuff on there, but um, but for the long term, the UV is probably the thing that will uh, be most prominent, nothing against the filters, but eventually, as we just found out, you gotta replace the filter within the filters, <laughs> and so at some point, we're gonna have to decide whether or not those are worthwhile investments too, whereas the UV technology, it's just the ball changes, um, and, you know, and that should really keep uh, the air quality in all of our buildings and schools, you know, at a much better level than it's ever been. And um, so
0: thank the feds for that. Yes, absolutely. And how about Davis here yeah. Do the school still control that now, or is that over yeah. to the municipal government?
3: So just for clarity, um, and so the public knows, uh, the school department does not have building costs relating to any school, but particularly DT. it's Always been, in, in foreseeable future if not forever it will be in the town budget um, and so uh, heat water you know lights all that stuff all is accommodated for in the town budget people can go again into the budget documents and look at exactly how much it costs uh, for all those expenses uh, the school department still does have uh, uh, they've obviously closed the school but they still do uh, own the property and, and still uh, it's still needed to the school um, I just want to make mention because it's fresh because we've gotten emails today. Um, again, you know, transferring a school property is is not a Google search. It is an extraordinarily cumbersome process. And the reason why is the state mass school building authority which holds the purses to new school buildings um, wants to make sure that towns aren't closing things and then six years later turning around and proposing a $200 million school to which they're gonna pick up 50% of the tap. So um, in their defense, there are a lot of extraordinarily strong checks and balances um, in uh, state law and state regulation, and it is paramount among all other things um, that, um, that the town adhere to those regulations so that we don't cut our nose off to spite our face down in the long run it is worth the additional time to make sure that we get this right with the MSBA. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, don't, I can't give anybody an anticipated date or time. Um, I can just tell you that, like I updated the council last week. Um, you know, in fact, we got an email today from the general counsel there. Um, we're just working through the regulations and the requirements that they're asking us to do. Um, so they have asked us to do a bunch more stuff
0: um, and documentation. Um, and so uh, we're going through that process now. And uh, we the related question. I noticed that there's a job opening for junior building custodian there. Mm-hmm. It, why? Why hire somebody at the building perspective? is going away. It certainly, is closed down. I get the utilities. It's not true. But Karen's going to dispel all the myths. <laughs> <laughs> There was some issue where I think Franklin TV was picking up a very old job posting. Oh, right. Oh, so when something okay. gets
5: archived on the website, um, it's in like a folder and the link still works. So somehow I think it was Franklin TV had a posting to Famous Thayer from like 2018. Uh, All so, yeah, right. So, yeah, we had that question come up quite a bit.
0: There's not an opening at Demas no. Thayer. Okay.
3: Thank you very much for that. But again, a shameless plug, we have an email <laughs> subscription list, with job postings that are modern. People are looking for jobs here, sign up for the list.
0: There are other people. No first. There
3: are other positions open. not at Davis, there, but there are other positions open, so
2: um,
3: we'll talk to Frank on TV about uh, seeing if we can rectify that. I think they were looking, it shouldn't be there anymore, they were. Okay. It, it
0: was a couple months
5: ago, but I know a lot of people did see it.
0: I saw it more recently, but I can't tell you what it's been in the past few weeks. I think. Oh, okay. We'll look into it again. Thank you.
5: Sure. Any other
0: questions? Uh, yeah,
2: on? I had some follow up questions, share, So, what I want to make sure is so building school building maintenance lives in this department. Correct. So, I think what I'm wondering, based off of Bill's question, is, is the building isn't active anymore, so I would expect a decrease in the amount to maintain it.
3: So uh, last year, in FY22, this current fiscal year, we downgraded all those expenses to what the minimum temperature is and what we need to keep the lights on and just the basics for the heat in the building. So all those numbers have already been dragged down to the bare minimum uh, to keep the school in the excellent maintained shape that it is. Got it. So we would have
2: seen the decrease in last year's budget.
0: This current fiscal year? Yep. Yep. Any other questions on facilities? I think that's it. Next
3: item here. Uh, Central services, I believe. The... Yep. Central services. That's uh, department 196. Um, <coughs> I think we had an increase in postage. Yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> looks More bills to send out. <laughs> you know, uh, postage goes up.
0: Questions on central services? I think that's it for general government, right? Yeah.
3: That's it for general government and uh, you wanna do human services next?
0: Yes, but could I just ask something? I'm not sure, sure. where else it would go. I'm gonna assume maybe general government. I like to look at old town reports and we used to have like, a lot of communities that <laughs> have a sealer of weights and measures, oh, yeah, yeah. which we now apparently contract with the state. I think we always have,
3: but that's for Gus on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, building, the building commissioner oversees the sealer with the amendment. That's
0: Yeah, absolutely. Great, thank you. Okay, human services.
3: Okay, um, of course, Alicia's already there. Hey, John, uh, 102. 105 on the actual document.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Ah, order. Yep. Uh, so the Board of Health, uh, Department 510, um, again, as I mentioned earlier, the major increase here uh, just reflects the one permanent administrative staff member that's been moved from the building office, budget, not from the office, but from the budget uh, into the Board of Health. More And you're asking for a nurse this year as well. Actually, uh, through this year, we already have one. Um, so uh, the 39,250 that's in the budget in the expense line item mm-hmm. is half of the nurse, the uh, registered nurse's salary. The other half is coming from a three-year grant um, through the Metacomet uh, Public Health Alliance. Um, and so uh, Alicia Petula is our uh, registered public health nurse. She's done a phenomenal job, um, and she is stationed down at the senior center. So she'll be paid out to line items for the foreseeable future. Exactly, for at least the next few fiscal years until we, you know, obviously evaluate, um, um, you know, post-pandemic where, you know, health services are. Um, she's at the senior center for a reason, um, you know, that's really where a lot of the coordination from a lot of the work comes, but um, she's also been doing a lot of flu clinics, a lot of obviously COVID-related stuff. Um, And I know she's really looking forward to getting out and being a lot more proactive on other public health issues as well. So um, that should be good at least for another couple fiscal years. Okay,
0: thank you. Any other questions on health? So uh, I guess on to the COA. Council on Aging. So department 541,
3: um, which is probably one of the budgets that's seeing the largest increase. Um, But as folks know, uh, we hired a director and assistant director, we're both here tonight. Um, and we did a little reshaping of the department, a little reform. You'll notice in the budget document narrative, uh, for the first time ever, there's an org chart for the senior center. So if folks didn't get that far along in the budget, please go to the back. Uh, they did a great job on that um, uh, and show some of the, uh, the uh, chain of command, if you will. Um, the only additional uh, uh, expenditures in this uh, line item are what I mentioned earlier that um, with the new chef uh, and cook, which is really taking on a different role than previously, where it's really a kitchen manager, almost a general manager, if you will, of the restaurant, Common Grounds Cafe and the Senior Center. Uh, volunteers are, are a core uh, institution at the Senior Center, and they could certainly, and they will continue to help out a lot, um, but somebody dealing with the register, the orders, uh, and a little more of the uh, purchasing, where we're we buying all the food, um, we're trying to establish numerous new accounts um, throughout businesses in Franklin. So if a lunch is needed for a program, we may not have to use it. We can go to a lunch space and, and get it delivered. There's a lot of different things happening. Just from that level, uh, a couple of part-time uh, assistants in the kitchen will be very helpful. So, um, though, In addition to the full-time deputy director um, that uh, that's, uh, was added this year, um, that accounts for the major increase uh, down to senior.
4: Any uh, questions? Uh, crazy question, but there's a revenue side to the senior center, so it can't be very much. So and yeah. It shouldn't be very much. But is there a revenue
5: piece?
3: To the- there is. Uh, and Danielle and Christina will be using FY23 as their new kind of control, if you will. Um, you know, there's a lot of revolving accounts. Um, there's a lot of gift accounts. Um, and there's a lot of gifts. Um, and there's a lot of Um, state grant monies as well in fact recently we just got wired this week $20,000 for rides to the senior center uh, and dial a ride that we got through Representative Roy through federal stimulus money Um, and so uh, as they came in both in the middle of the fiscal year and in the middle of the winter um, we've been reviewing all those accounts and, and trying to do a better job tracking where all the money's going um, and we thought this year, you know, moving forward, I even brought up the idea of maybe getting rid of the revolving accounts and just having those revenues be general fund revenues. But I think we all thought it was a much more advantageous idea to um, go through a year. Um, we know they have the resources to do what they need, um, but really do a much better job tracking where the money's going, where it's coming in. Um, and uh, and so we hope next year uh, to have a much more robust answer to that question. When I get old, I'll go over. <laughs> you hear the breakfast is unbelievable I don't know why you're not down there testing out the good you know you should t- <laughs> any
0: other questions
2: this is kind of a general question but it's highlighted here because mm-hmm. there's so many vacancies is that all of these vacancies if they're not because the people don't start prior to the the fiscal year that will all just be pick up right on the budget
3: exactly so, those are all just put there in the vacants just to acknowledge that the seat's not filled. Got it. Right? Okay. Anybody else up? Okay. That's it for that
0: budget. Uh, for veteran services. Department 543, veteran
3: Services. Uh, steady as they go. Huge increase. I will note um, one minor policy change. If you look in the expense line item, which is page 109 of 133, Um, go down one more there. Um, Memorial Day celebrations. (coughs)
4: Uh,
3: You'll notice a a small increase there of about 5,200. Previously, that line item was just for the flags. Um, but we've uh, made the decision to uh, take over Memorial Day, which used to be sponsored by a private group. Um, the town will sponsor the event, which will be able to pay the small amount of costs uh, from the permitting to deal with the to deal with the parade. Um, and Shannon and, and Deborah are working with uh, the other stakeholder groups in town, who will actually be doing a lot more of the coordination and the work, but. Um you know, uh, but I know for them, from their standpoint, it was a huge relief. Uh, we do Veterans Day, so it makes sense to do both. Um, and they're commonly uh, funded this way in other communities as well.
0: Okay. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, I see any questions? So I believe that's it for human services, correct? to Culture and Recreation? Now? That's correct. Sure.
3: Count uh, department number six ten, the Franklin Public Library. What needs to be said about the library?
2: We love it.
3: We love it. That's
5: right.
3: Possibly the happiest group of people. (laughs) No, all seriousness. I mean, what what to say? They do an amazing job. We meet the state minimum spending requirements.
0: well, with the, I have a, a, a question, a few. I know when we built the building, we have space for community groups, of course, the pandemic hit. Are we seeing overall library usage, I mean the pedestrian people coming in? Yeah. Have we seen that come back at all since the library reopened? I'll let Felicia on
3: her way up here uh, to explain about the foot traffic. Um, you know, I don't know if community groups is necessarily, you know, some, I know a few use the, the rooms there for meetings. Um, and I know um, uh, a couple organizations do some things there. I don't think that's where the foot traffic is. I, I'm guessing it's from all the other services, right Felicia? Yes, yes Hi, Felicia Uli, Library Director.
0: Yes. You're
5: going to get an assistant Oh, thank you. Felicia <laughs> 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 Oden, Library Director. Yes,
2: next year you're going to see the numbers. We are seeing uh, the community rooms are being used very much so, and also the foot traffic for programming. So this year is it's not a good year for the numbers because mm-hmm. we were close 11 of the 12 months last year. But we open in September, and we've been looking, going full swing ahead. The numbers will be reflected next year. Every day, the building is packed. Okay. The only problem we have now is parking.
4: Very good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Any questions, One more. George? Speaking of meetings at the library, does it have, let's say, like tonight, there's the planning board and us. Uh, tomorrow, it's a design review. And school committee and us. Is there um, cable capability there if we had to overflow? I mean, it's a nice place to overflow. No. Steve is saying no. Chair, so, so uh,
3: upstairs on the third floor of the training room, um, we're doing a scaled-back version. I mean, I think that will become a, a much more um, available uh, second chamber, if you will. We're, we're doing some work up there um, you know, over the next year to develop that into a, I, I want to say obviously not with the capacity of this room, but um, to make that into a, a, a room that will probably be used every night just like this room is. OK.
0: In the training room, so I'll follow up on that on this building, is now capable of uh, broadcasting as well, it, it,
3: it, it is no. not. We would use the owl feature up there. Um, but it's a good meeting space for some of those committees that george just mentioned um, where tv's not capable and and, you know it's difficult to find a room for them Uh, the space is we analyzed whether we could put in a whole other studio or whatnot and it just there was no easy configuration where uh, the mechanical boxes were and it just would have taken up way too much space Um, and we still use that room especially the schools do quite a bit um for a lot of trainings and a lot of school staff meetings um and so during the day uh, we need the room to be able to be moved around a little bit to accommodate that so um, we expect at some point as the municipal building renovation project goes on just like you saw down in the clerk's office with carpet paint there'll be a whole variety of improvements over the next year or two here um, when we get up there uh, we'll do the same and i think it'll become a, a pretty good
4: flexible space for the meetings okay, thank you Nice people. Just a, an advertisement. Book. Apparently, tonight we are live streamed to YouTube, which is new to me. We're moving the ball down the field,
3: George. You spoke about Medway watching their Board of Selectmen meeting on Facebook Live.
4: Yeah. And live. here we go. I was just looking for us. Yeah. and, that, and that. I not <laughs> find it. <laughs> which That's another
5: problem. <laughs> <laughs> we are live streamed.
3: started last week. It started last week. Started last week.
0: Okay. All right. Moving on, I think uh, on to recreation now. If there's no other questions for the library,
3: okay. Recreation. Uh, Department 630. Um, I think uh, the salary chart and the expense line item reflect uh, the recreation director's programs for the next fiscal year. I'm sure he feels the same way I do that. Um, you know, after the last couple of years, we're looking to get a little bit more consistency and certainty, and I know for a fact that registrations are uh, off the charts. Um, and this reflects uh, not huge staffing changes at the Recreation Department, but over the last couple of years, there have been a lot of changes, and uh, both Kim and Sean have been great to have on the team, and uh, I think it's full steam ahead.
0: Is it safe to assume, as in past years, that the, lack of, sorry, the rec department will be fully funded with revenue? I'd say it's pretty close. <coughs> I'm saying a nod from Ryan. Yeah. So I'm, I'm yeah. He might even
3: he, he doesn't he might even turn in a few more bucks too. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, any questions for recreation? Okay. Next item. Uh, Historical Museum,
3: Department um, Number Six Ninety. Um, sadly, uh, our uh, archivist uh, Rebecca Finnegan um, is decided to. Continue her tour of duty of the Utah National Parks in Zion, doing her archival project for the National Park Service. I can't say I don't blame her. <laughs> I was, it was like why it's like why you be, try to be friendly as much to people as possible because you never know when you end up to need a contact in Zion National Park for hiking. But uh, she sent some pictures to Alicia and I and the staff. She looks like she's having the time of her life in her late 20s, and if I were her, I'd stay out in Zion National Park as well. So uh, we'll be posting that job for her replacement uh, hopefully in the near future. Okay, thank you. I don't see
0: any questions, so move on.
3: Department 691, uh, the Historical Commission, uh, slightly different. uh, Same amount of money they've had for years uh, for their their annual expenses. Okay. Uh, account 695, uh, same with the cultural council, uh, is the $15,000 for the town share of the mini grants they think about. Um, and I should make a plug for any of you who have nothing to do this Saturday and want to come see an exhilarating uh, cultural event. Uh, we have the executive director from uh, Mass Cultural Council from the state, uh, Michael Bobbitt, is the featured speaker at a symposium on Saturday. Uh, Tickets are on Eventbrite. I think they're 10 or 15 bucks, Uh, but having Michael Bobbitt come out is a big deal. Um, He's one of the biggest leaders in the state on arts and cultural (coughs) development, Uh, and we're really excited to have him. So if anybody out there is interested in the event, uh, should sign up for this Saturday from, I think, 9 to 1. And uh, Cultural District Committee. Account department 696, um, same as the other boards and committees, uh, uh, a minor, a small expense budget for basic expenses.
0: Okay, I think that does it for culture and rec, so the next item is debt and interest. So, uh, account
3: 710. um, Account 710 and 750. really here is the debt service for the remainder of, uh, for the year as you can notice the debt number has gone down slightly um, we're not gonna have a panic but I just want to point it out um, that uh, this budget is going down two hundred thousand dollars because some of the town's debt and interest are moving off the books that's a good thing right uh, we're paying our bills it's good for bond ratings all that stuff But that $200,000 that was in there between the two years is getting absorbed somewhere else. So when the town needs to come back at some point and add more debt and interest to the books, and we all know the fears of the marketplace right now, you know, if those numbers go up because, for example, we have to do a remodel of Remington Jefferson, well, if interest rates in two or three years are going to be that much higher, that's just more money out of the pie, out of the budget. And so um, you know, as we move forward, this is still, these are still items that are of concern to us. Um, we don't want to just go borrow money and start paying debt just a heck of it, um, but it is something that in future years could kind of see a crossroads um, where if there's a project, there's projects in town that uh, the community wants or that we need to do, um, we're gonna have to be creative about it to make sure that we don't uh, deduct from other services and other parts of the world. But so this year, we'll take the victory that uh, some of our debt's moving off the books. And uh, Carrie and Chris do a great job managing our profile with our consultants, and uh, things are looking good. Yeah. Any
0: questions on debt? Yeah. Um, is the high
4: school hundred percent on you now? I believe so. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. yeah. The high school, though, just to clarify, is in debt exclusion. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. So, that. I know, but I, I yeah. want to make sure the folks watching at home understand that. The high school, I don't think, comes off the books till over t- after twenty forty. Yes.
4: Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're on in, in groups. Yep. Didn't it? And,
0: mm-hmm. and it's broken C2, out
3: by groups yeah. on the control, the revenue sheet that I mentioned earlier. The debt exclusion line item. You can see high school one, two, three, or yeah. you know, wherever it goes.
2: One quick note question. No. I think it would be interesting to, and I, I get this is like a template so you can't mess with it too much, but it would be interesting to see when all these retire, just so you can kind of see when flips fall. And I know obviously you guys are are maintaining it and whatnot, but obviously some of these numbers are really huge. So it's like what follows up and when, what year is that?
3: No we can do that. Okay. Yeah, that's a great question. Are
4: the two known projects? The only two big ones? Remington Jefferson and a police station? Is that? I, I can't think
3: of others, but... Well, uh, Remington Jefferson's really the, uh, the, the largest... Rem- well, you we should sit back. So Remington Jefferson's probably the one that'll start getting discussed probably a year from now. Police station, I anticipate this fall, um, we will get the designer and the OPM, at least on board, to start the analysis of siting, how much, what's, what do we need. Um, uh, and then the recycling center is a few years out. Uh, and then really probably the biggest question for the community um, out of facilities that I can think of now is probably going to be Davis there. it is not going to be cheap to do whatever the town decides to do if davis there it will not be there's no scenario which that will be affordable that'll be a very expensive price tag Um, again depending on the use um, and the terms of it but um, you know depending on how
4: that goes uh, that could be another project one more editorial comment on dad I would be in favor I noticed two fire trucks in this last year I would be I, I hate to see free cash get chewed up when take a, a fire truck could be a, uh, an obvious use because it's worth like the ladder truck is going to have to be replaced it's going to be a million and a half dollars I would guess somewhere in that range and yet we will reserve it in free cash for years and years and years and, years and let the cash sit there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you could borrow it and spend probably less than you're going to put in free cash. And I realize there's an interest rate and all that stuff, and just on a policy basis, I think something over picking up a billion dollars, we ought to consider borrowing it like we did for five trucks.
3: Well, good news is, is you must have written the finance policies because uh, capital borrowing items are for million dollars and over. Um, the two trucks yeah, that yeah, were just I didn't
5: bought, them, but I read them. Yeah, right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> the two trucks that were just bought were close, um, but as you know from not only hearing the chief, I mean you're 18 to 24 months now if you order a truck. Um, that was just the sun, the moon, and the stars aligned on that one, so we had the pounds. while it was good um but you know i i take that comment george uh i agree completely i mean we'll look when the truck's needed we'll look at what the options are and what the interest rates are and you know we'll try
4: to make the best I mean, some of the stuff the dbw wants too that like what was the one with the factor back the factor truck yeah the exciting factor truck yeah it was like that was like a half a million bucks by itself it was Yeah. You know? yeah and i don't know what we i would pay for it it's not years, so. yeah. well the vacuum truck was paid out of the sewer use cash use someone else's money to do this kind of stuff yeah pay the fee for it but not you know cash
3: yeah just an thing i think um i'll close on this i mean i think the conversation is still there with the police department i mean i will give give the schools a lot of credit the school department for years we have been hearing comments of well why aren't the Chromebooks in the operating budget right they buy them every year let's just put a line it, and they have actually slowly over the years gotten to a point where if you notice this year they didn't ask for capital appropriation for Chromebooks because they have started that process to move it in the budget. Um, we just began to have a discussion about possibly police cruisers we buy them every year would free up free cash possibly um, you know, and so I think that that what you're pointing out goes along with a lot of the other conversations we're having about how to use free cash, how to save money, uh, what are the best financing ways, and for the latter truck in particular, which will probably be two million dollars by the time we get there, based on current <laughs> economic trends. Um, you know, we very might, we very well would look at uh, borrowing for that.
0: Okay. Any other questions? Okay. I think there's that. Um, I think. Um... <coughs> 750 interest. And we still have uh, employee benefits.
3: 910 employee benefits. Um, So, a couple of the trends in here uh, I already mentioned uh, a moment ago. Um, uh, The the two biggest chunks of money, if you look at FY22 versus 23, um, it's a little over a million dollars. People may say, well, where does that come from? Uh, well, one uh, the pension assessment from the county, which, as I always note, and it's getting worse over the last 10 years in in raw dollars, the pension assessment has doubled uh, in our operating budget. All controlled by state law. There's nothing we can do about it. We pay the bill. <laughs> um, it is what it is. But uh, I just want to point that out because each year when we see the tax levy come in people wonder where the money goes well there's a half a million bucks a year right out of the gate. Uh, Health insurance if you notice uh, in the next line item down has only increased in this budget about $40,000 and I really still can't really believe that Um, but uh, two things are at work here that are important for the community to know. One Uh, We have an insurance advisory committee made up of all of the different departmental bargaining units as well as the non-union staff. Um, And really it's an exercise in collaboration and compromise. Um, And uh, uh, all of the various members of those bargaining units come in and we get together monthly in this room to discuss health health insurance trends. Uh, the bad news is, is we, uh, health care providers lose money on our employee pool. So our loss runs um, are, uh, they have and flow. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're worse. Um, usually uh, we, over a few year cycle, a health insurer will probably break even with the tax run. So for every dollar they put out. Every dollar we put out, they put out. So uh, they're not making any money. And in certain instances and quarters, some of them are probably losing money. And in quarters where they do well, they're not making a lot. Um, Healthcare is a business. There is a cost for service. People have to get paid. Um, And so, unfortunately, our our pool between the town and the schools, uh, we're not a very competitive or attractive uh, demographic for health insurance companies to compete with, which makes this number even more impressive. Um, and really a lot of it has to do with the introduction to the health savings account, the high deductible health HSA program. Um, a little over a quarter of our employees subscribe to it right now. Um, and so they save on their premiums uh, and we save on costs. We reinvest that if you're a family, we put $1,500 into your HSA, you can take out deductions out of your paycheck tax-free and so uh, a lot of employees have done well with this Uh, they seem to like it Um, and so we've been able to maintain that commitment and still be able to cut down but I give uh, the employees particularly the bargaining units a lot of credit Uh, it's a lot of word of mouth (laughs) it's a lot of talking and so uh, over a few years the education has gotten out there through all the departments and Ironically, and I don't remember the exact percentage, Karen, but I believe two-thirds of our employees don't even hit the deductible. So when you factor that in alone, it's a complete no-brainer um, that somebody would join that plan. So uh, we continue the outreach. We have benefits fair this week for all of our school and municipal staff. And, um, and then the final part of this budget um, that really shows the big drive up, if you look down at OPEB, other post-employment benefits, uh, Per the town policy, we increased the budget line item $50,000. As all of you saw uh, at our uh, OPEV assessment, um, you know we're in the top 10% of Massachusetts communities doing the best at this thing as anybody else is. Um, it's a slow and steady approach. And then finally, compensation reserve, um, which is really just to set aside uh, money for uh, collective bargaining.
0: Uh, questions or comments on
4: the benefits? So the seven hundred grand would be, in effect, redistributed to where, to whichever budget it needs. It all depends. <laughs> all depends. I mean, it's collective bargaining. Well, well I understand, all. but that, assuming they're all settled, and it's all one and a half percent. Right, right. Um, but that would be the police portion would go to the police budget. Or was it, is that how it worked? Yeah. So at the end of the year, that'll be either zero. Exactly. Or that we. It'll be zero. It'll be <laughs> <laughs> It'll be zero. Can I go back to old head? Sergio? It still mystifies me that, I mean, we've got I'm gonna guess nine or ten million dollars in the in our version. Is that the uh, reserve? I think it's, it's over ten it. now, Chris, right? Well I'm sorry, what The OPEB called? reserve. It's what, ten million bucks? Oh yeah. Oh, so it's uh, I think it might be up near eleven. Yep. Okay. Yeah. But though
5: but those days are over. Yeah, I know. The <laughs> question
4: <Now, laughs> I and I understand that it's a knock at, uh, uh the name this is Actuarial thing <laughs> um, an actuarial thing, but at what point do we get to use the money that was putting in this fund, or is it just going to sit in a closet and earn money?
3: It's going to sit in a closet. Uh, our finance team. Our finance team is myself, uh, the comptroller, the treasurer, collector, the human resources director, and assistant to the TA, Alicia. And we typically use the joke that she might benefit from it someday because um, it will sit in a closet for a while um, ultimately it's a piggy bank sure. for an obligation and a debt that will come up onto the town at some point point. Um, and you know we were talking today you can barely know where the world will be tomorrow let alone 20 years from now of when the town may use it but um, ultimately, it's like your stabilization accounts. Um, it's like everything else. It is a legal liability. Um, and the way we've dealt with it, um, I think, has been looked upon very favorably by the bond rating agencies um, and,
4: um, and certainly other towns as well. So, I don't want to be a dead horse, but we'll have, I figure with the total, was it 70 million, plus or minus a little bit, the overall liability? Let's say we we win megabucks tonight, the town does, and suddenly you have 70 million dollars. Yeah. Do you then pay the benefits out of that? Is that what happens and and the month, the yearly thing goes away? Not necessarily because we can afford the benefit now. It's really it's
3: really for retiree. Ultimately it's retiree health insurance. And so the expectation is, is that health insurance will be just that expensive, <laughs> really, um, in 10, 20, 30, 40 years. All right. All right. Um, and so a- then when you get to that breaking point where the town either has to sacrifice an exponential amount of its budget to pay that obligation or they don't have money from somewhere else, the town has a safety
4: net to be able to pay for that expense. Point. Okay. I'm gonna be a pain again. Okay. <laughs> yeah does that not apply we're going to have uh, how many contracts ten let's say and they'll have they'll have a dollar value going out three years why don't not be required then if you're using the OPEB theory why aren't we required then to be putting away for the third year now
3: it it's a good question. It's kind of like stormwater. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't go to grad school to be stuck trying to figure out how to fund a federal mandate on stormwater. I just know it's a problem that you have to fix. And um, you know, some of this kind of predates you know even my professional career. Um, you know, it, it's just kind of the way, kind of the way it rolled down. I, Chris, I don't know if you have anything
4: else to add. It just mystifies me that we've got, we've got 10 million bucks or 11 or whatever it happens to be, sitting for, for investing, investing. Do I remember
0: 2032?
4: Two two is that the one it's oh, No, this is 2040s. 48? Uh, okay. I won't be here to see it. None of us will yes. be, George. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <But laughs> just a short seat. answer.
5: Look. basically, once this fund is fully
4: funded, then, we'll be taking a certain amount of money, instead of paying it directly to the retirees, we'll pay it into this fund, and then money will come out of the fund to pay the retirees mm-hmm. at a less, much lower amount than our current liability is. So, it's just, it's gonna be self-funded, and if you look in the actual OPEP report, there's actually a uh, particular um, chart, if you will, that shows the amount that we were liable for in this year coming out of that fund even though it didn't it came out of our directly out of our expense budget mm-hmm. and at some point in time it will come out of that OPEP trust and then we'll be funding it on a yearly basis. Sounds like focus, focus to me. <laughs> well, I, 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 agree I, I actually listened to Dan Sherman so it wasn't any clearer at the end of that either. <laughs>
0: You may want it that way. <laughs>
5: okay.
0: Anything else on uh, employee benefits? I'm sorry, was that, yep, uh, the kind of pension? Oh, we have risk management also. Yep, you have know, one more. Uh,
3: so, account uh, department 945, risk management. Um, this is basically the town's uh, insurance bill for property and casualty, uh, everything but workers' comp. Workers' comp is in the line item uh, just above.
2: That's a big
3: jump. Any color there? Just everything. everything. I mean, it's it's yeah. I mean, there have been a couple of uh, um, you know uh, you know a couple of uh, capital items that had to go into a couple of buildings that had some issues. But it's kind of like your auto insurance. You know, once you get into one little fender bender, well, it hits. Um, but there's nothing systemic. I actually expect that increase to be wiped away. Um, from our, uh, from the uh, Maya Rewards Program, which is our training program. So we, you can max out a certain amount of dollars every year, which is about New York, about fifty, sixty thousand a year. So we do all of our training, custodians, DPW employees, a lot of our non-union staff, police, fire. We get credits if we do a certain amount of trainings. We max out on all those every year. Uh, and then we end up kind of offsetting the cost increases, usually. Um, due to the exceptional training programs we have, um, and hopefully prevent injuries. I will say that um, workers' comp uh, our our rates are, are are microscopic, relatively speaking. We have incredibly good workers' comp rates. So um, some stuff with buildings, things just happen. Water leaks. Um, it is what
0: it is. So. Okay, I think that's it for the insurance track. Yep. And the next thing is uh, future agenda items, and I have a few things. I know one thing uh, we'll be talking about is CPA. Because they haven't voted on their, their plan yet, so they'll do them that, and then we see them on the 15th. Uh, I think it's, is it 15th? I mean, yes. June 15th. Yes, June 15th. Yes. Uh, so, CPA would be one thing. A couple other things I'd like to see on the agenda. Uh, one in particular, and I think a lot of this just comes out up. of the whole Arab business opera, I'm sorry, right, opera, We're talking right. about an old plant, an old plant, and that's Norfolk County. You know, the control sheet says that our county assessment is something like $240,000. Yeah. Um, one of the things I learned from my deep dive of public works, which was interesting, is we do take advantage of a, a buying service, a uh, buy fuel from, the but they're other services, whether we use them or not it'd be kind of nice to know, because for a lot of people, county government in the states <coughs> have Some people have it, some people don't. Uh, we have to give them money while we get back in return for it. And I wouldn't mind talking about that a little bit sometime. Sure. And one other item I <coughs> have, the future, and whether it's June or after another time, would be Franklin TV. They came up earlier, and I know Peter, did they, Peter Fassio? Yeah. Did a presentation to I think the council several years ago, which was very interesting because they discussed, you know, it's funded in a, new, in a unique way, I guess, like right? on uh, cable bills and everything. But right? if people get less and less cable, then how is that going to be funded? So um, it's a unique arrangement we have with them, and it's a pretty good resource. And I wouldn't mind hearing a little bit more about that sometime. Sure, it's a great idea. Any other? ideas for future agenda items, either June or uh, into next fiscal year. Uh, not the present time, that's it. Great. And I will now entertain a motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. Motion has been made and seconded to adjourn the meeting. Uh, roll call vote please. John? Aye. Yep. Yeah. Mike? Yes. China? Yes. yes.
2: yes. Yeah. Oh
0: well, yes, George. Yes, Aye. the motion to adjourn is passed nine nothing. This means adjourned. Thank you
5: everybody. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.